one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT Duper, oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick. Michael Hamlet enjoying a well-earned day off. But Sidgwick and I are here to look ahead to Dynamite tonight and the go-home show, at least on the Dynamite side of things, ahead of Forbidden Door. They need to do a good show. I've never known such a prolonged period where a lot of people, taste-making people in the nose, people with good taste, yeah. or quite prominent on social media or critics or whatever, I've never known a period so prolonged where people are beginning to question whether this company has peaked mm-hmm. or whether this is a really bad spell. There was a flashpoint incident, like December, late, like the the period between uh, full gear and 2019 and the anniversary show, the homecoming or whatever they called it, at Daly's Place, where Tony Khan took full control of the book. That period was pretty savaged critically, but it didn't really last that long. Um, there were certain periods in the pandemic, which was way more understandable mm-hmm. because of, you know, it was so bittersweet. Um, talent wasn't always available. No one was really, I know people did make their debut, but no one was really wanting to do it. There were periods in the pandemic where like, Jesus Christ, how many gimmick matches do you need? <laughs> Why is the build of this storyline a little bit wonky? Why are this... Sh- like, certain shows, if it was too hot, the shows were bad. Yeah. Like, people were botching, slipping. Like, it was just... People kind of understood. Now, I would say pretty much since Revolution finished in March. Yeah. I think there's been core issues plaguing this promotion. The worst of it is, like, Tony Khan is making mistakes that he would have recognized as mistakes Mm -hmm. when he wasn't in the position he is now, which is three years of an amazing book and run where he's very, very outwardly proud of his accomplishments, willing to bury other people for not being as good as him. Has he lost the plot? Has he... You know what I would describe it as? And I know this is such a hack, hack analogy, and I apologize (laughs) in advance for it, but it just seems quite fitting. You know when they say... 
things like this is starting to feel like that part in the relationship where the things that you used to find cute about mm-hmm. your partner you now find incredibly irritating. <laughs> I'm starting to find the things where I thought, oh, I really like that. I really like this booking device. I'm starting to find them really irritating mm-hmm. and overdone. The amount of times it's like, this person is loosely affiliated with this person, which is just as well because they're going to feed with them. <laughs> that FTR, Osprey, Orange Cassidy thing's just been a complete mess. What, what I understand they were bonded together by United Empire ruining their match, and they thought, we're the guys who want our match ruined, so we're going to be a unit. It's like... So contrived, it's so convoluted, mm. it's such a um charmless and contrived way of doing something that they once threaded so eloquently. Um, in this Forbidden Door show, I'm gonna try not to dump on it too much. One, I want to salvage some of my own passion for it. Two, we've got a separate podcast dedicated to previewing it, yeah. but the core issue is that they have just booked it through their usual vehicle of episodic TV and um People associating to build multi-man matches that, in theory, enhance the the premium pull of the one-on-one showdown, and they've just kind of jumped that shark mm. with this FTR, Cassidy, Osprey, Rapongi Vice thing. What a just a complete soupy way of putting names together. Um, just do match graphics. Have each wrestler say, I represent the premier wrestling promotion on the planet. No, actually, you'll find that I do, yeah. and I'm desperate to prove it on the night. Variations of that, which the wrestlers can do because they have creative freedom in promo time. The most basic core premise, the reason why everyone loves these sorts of deals, has been absolutely entirely missed. The one saving grace is that there are so many wrestlers who I need to see on this show, who haven't got anything to do on this show, who now five days <laughs> removed from this show don't have time to get caught up and snared in one of these convoluted sort of wanky yeah. wanky AEW storylines that they are running into the ground right now. Tonight, I'll be overjoyed if we get four additional matches where the challenge is made, either in person or on the Tron, where it's like, you think you're the best tag team in the best company? No, you're not. We're going to prove it on mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm not a fan of basic. You know my feelings on solid. Too old for solid. I have to watch great stuff. I have to do great stuff. I've got much time left. I think I'm going a midlife crisis of salt. (laughs) They don't have time to do rubbish Mm. storylines. And my worry is that my faith in this process is getting a little bit to the side of, do I trust them to even do that tonight? Yeah, it's not us, you know, coming in here and deciding to be negative either. We Loads of people are. I'm sick of babysitting. I don't be so negative. It's like, one, this promotion actively seeks out feedback and has consistently throughout its history changed booking plans and yeah. changed creative yeah. and changed characters on the back of the feedback from the really discerning fans and critics, right? So criticizing this company, critiquing it is actively a good thing. Yeah. No one worth listening to wants this promotion to be bad. Why? It's the one we've got left. <laughs> yes. Impact, while good, doesn't do anything any other company does and has put matches on t- TV. WWE is f***ing shit. <laughs> New Japan is past its creative peak, and it's all bittersweet because of the clap crowds. Ditto virtually every single Japanese promotion, whether they're booked well or not. ROH is this weird thing that no one wants to exist in the AEW universe, realistically. Um, NXT UK, NXT, both total abominations. 
this is the one thing we've got left. Yeah. People do not want to hate it. They do not want to hate it. But realistically, it's getting hard to ignore these mounting problems. Yeah, you've got to call out issues when you see it. You, know, you can't just heap praise on it you know, because you want it to be a good promotion. I completely agree. And I think the issue is as well, like you say, granted, they only had a month between Double or Nothing and Forbidden Door to set all this up. Needed a week. But yeah, in reality, like you say, as much as we may, you know, have a go at other other promotions for just going, oh, there's a match graphic, that's all you really needed. That's the one, t- the one time you can get away with, here's a match graphic, here's two people who think that they work for the best promotion and that they embody the brilliance of each promotion and they are desperate with competitive spirit mm. to prove it. It should be basic. Sometimes simplicity is all you need. Sometimes a three-chord pop song is better than some kind of rock opera. Yeah. And Tony Khan is writing rock operas that are... <laughs> terrible right now. Look, I've said all along, it's an absolute privilege and such a unique opportunity to cover a brand new upstart promotion <laughs> that debuted in a five figure seat arena is this massive deal immediately. You don't have to go back and go, alright, okay, is it really worth going through the early years of ROH and becoming like an expert or someone who knows everything about this promotion that's been around forever. People were able to invest on the ground floor. I was able, and it's my privilege to cover it professionally I'm not a mascot for this promotion. I'm not a shill for this promotion. I feel it is my professional duty to chronicle it mm-hmm. the most accurate and insightful way I know how. And for the longest time, this company has never sort of turned more people off. I can feel it in the air. I can see it online. The arenas are different, but it's a unique thing where you're live, finally, like, all right, okay, I haven't liked the storylines, so but I'm not going to go mad. I'm not going to not go mad for Will Ospreay versus Dax Harwood. Yes. So the uh, people say, oh, you know, the arenas are the biggest barometer. Is it? Because I would go wild if I, if yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I was in that arena and a few pints deep. And I still watch next week's show thinking I was actually core booking problems that I, in the moment, the online response, and obviously so much of it is bad faith, is really indicative of this company. More so, I would wager personally, just my subjective POV, than the live crowds. Lots to to sort of organise then in, in terms of Forbidden Door on tonight's Dynamite. There's lots to discuss, lots of matches to get into. Six matches on Forbidden Door as of right now. The seventh obviously will be the, the JY IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. We'll talk about that in a second. But just quickly, as we head towards Forbidden Door... Who are the names from New Japan not on this card that you'd like to see on it one way or another? I'm absolutely frightened to death. Usually this company had so much of my trust. I go, oh, of course Shingo Takagi's going to come out on If you were doing a 10-point list of 10 matches we'd like to see at Forbidden Door, he'd be on it straight yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be one of the first picks. Um, my, I just don't trust them at this point to pull through. I'm, I, this has to be a blinder. This absolutely has to be a blinder. And there's something on the show scheduled that I think is... Possibly one of the worst ideas they've ever had, but we'll get to that. If they wanted to get me so hyped for Forbidden Door that I could not sleep on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, that'd be, oh, thank God this is happening. I'd want to see Hiromu Takahashi versus Darby Allen because it would just be insanity. (laughs) It would be one of those matches that you're almost too scared to watch, but what drama. Before you get to the brilliance that they would no Mm. doubt create it would be scary it would be two people who've got the exact same like wrestling brain i.e not a big one but they're so <laughs> cool I, don't, I, I take the mic because Darby Allen's really skilled um and telling stories and technically but you know what I mean they have got all guts yes total adrenaline all glory no regard for their own well-being which is probably is stupid for a pro wrestler in all honesty but regardless that would be the ultimate who's the most insane <laughs> This wrestler from New Japan or this wrestler from AEW? I want to see 
Um, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. God knows whether we're seeing that or not. It makes me very anxious, which is a feeling I don't want with that sort of match. They could not take a single head bump and get a four and a half star yes. rating from everyone. So it's the opposite, the inverse, the range, the flow, not just convoluted American TV soup. Um, I'd want to see uh, the Super Elite versus Los Ingobernables de Japan. Just an absolutely wild, 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 wild quote-unquote spot first. Um, I, that leaves Shingo and Naito not in singles matches. Um, but at this point, the injury plague, I don't. I, I really wanted Shingo and Hangman, to be honest. But we're, we're not getting that. Um, but Danielson versus ZSJ is the one for me, which leads us to a pretty nerve-wracking segue. Yes, uh, Brian Danielson set to address... Uh, well, it's, it says address Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. And judging by the, the reports coming out today, the news is not going to be good. Well, this is so weird, right? Because whenever Brian Danielson suffers an injury that the promotion he works for doesn't disclose, rightly or wrongly, your mind, or at least mine, mine automatically does, yeah. goes to... Oh, he's got a concussion, obviously. If he had a laceration in his thigh, they would just say, oh, he's got a laceration in his thigh, and he's expected to recover an XX amount of time, blah, blah, blah. The secrecy is never good. No news in wrestling is invariably bad news. So I'm thinking with his history, it's worrying. It is worrying. Mm. Nonetheless, so you're thinking everyone want... If Brian Danielson was working a match, it wasn't against Zack Sabre Jr., everyone watching who's... Fervently follows both promotions would go wise and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. It's the match everyone wants to see. In fact, it's the match they clearly had or have planned. So away from the undisclosed injury news, Zack Sabre Jr., and you have to worry about the New Japan post-match presses. Wrestlers will try and dream any match into existence. Um, it's not like a heavily scripted word-for-word promo in these post-New Japan presses. They might just throw out a challenge. They might just say something. They're controlled to a degree, but it's not... It's not a guarantee of something happening. But he said, all dragon bollocks, <laughs> come on, let's settle it. Everyone thinks one of us is the best. Why not we prove it? Words to that effect. Hasn't he won the Brian Danielson Award more than Brian Danielson? I think so at this point. I think so at this point. Put that on the line. There we go. Um, I thought it would be a good stakes. And I, even when he says that, I'm thinking, well, there's always the chance that he's just gone off piste, so to speak. Um, he's done it twice now, hasn't he? I think so. He said he alluded to it in that, that one that I've seen. Well, he calls them all Dragon Balls. He said he alluded to it before, and now he's like, oh, well, no one took the bait last time. Yeah. I'm just going to say his name. So further to that, on Rampage, which was taped a week ago today, where you'd have a pretty reasonable idea of Danielson's injury status, right? They openly discussed Zack Sabre Jr.'s mm. challenge of um, Danielson on Rampage, right? If this was something that Tony Khan didn't want mentioned on his show... Right, the professionals William Regal and Chris Jericho a wouldn't have discussed it in the first place. Yeah. B would have been told to shut up because we can't give the fans that. Don't <laughs> let them dream it. And uh, three, it just they could have edited it out. Yeah, to not create because everyone wants this match. They know how much everyone wants this match. They are in touch with the with the fan base. So that leads me to believe. All right, okay, it's happening. Thank God, that's a good sign. And then they do the graphic where it's like Danielson is going to. Men discuss Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. So you think, right, he's going to accept Sabre Jr.'s challenge. And then he says, I can't do Blood and Guts until I fight Kingston first because I need to get it out of my system. So I'm worried if I don't batter him on Rampage. Because it's like next week, isn't it? Blood I was going to say, guts. when is Blood and Guts? Yeah. It's next week. Oh, God. 
So I need to batter Kingston on Rampage. Otherwise, I'll risk battering him in the match itself. So we need to get out of the system. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm inferring from the match graphic. And then Alvarez comes out and says that, oh, he's not going to be ready in time for Blood and Guts and Forbidden Dawn. He's not medically cleared. And the quote, I believe, was probably won't wrestle for quite some time. Now, there's every chance that Brian Alvarez is getting worked here. Why would you work this so that 48 hours or 24 hours later, oh, good, it is happening. What do you get from 24 hours of making people worry that the match isn't going to happen when they're already on the fence because the build's been a little bit uneven? So I don't think it's a work. It's every possibility he's been misinformed. He's been worked already this year, Brian Alvarez. Um, Juice Robinson, um, ahead of his latest character arc in New Japan, went on Observer Live and said, oh, so who are you really looking forward to faces? I just don't care. No one's jumping out of us. Like I've kind of lost my passion, which made it all the more shocking when he came back and did things. So there's every opportunity that he's <clears> been <throat> manipulated as Alvarez. He's more reputable than his reputation suggests, in my yeah. opinion. I will say that. He's had his moments. We all do. I don't see the value in working people for f- 24 hours. It's not working. Like Working's a good thing. Like Making people feel rubbish and bleak about the stream match yeah. not happening. It's I've got no idea what's happening, but if... If they have Danielson come out and say something to the effect of, sorry, guys, I want to hear it from me. I can't make either show. Hoping to come back soon. On a go-home show, which exists as the last big sell, because no, one, no one's watching Rampage for the sell. It has to happen on Dynamite. Yes. This go-home show, which I know is a go-home show, has to exist for two hours, pretty much, to make people think that Forbidden Door must be purchased we can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. Why would you do Bullseye? <laughs> oh, here's a match you could have had. It's one thing if they had heavily advertised it, mm-hmm. and Danielson himself wanted to come out and say, look, guys, I'm so sorry. We know we've booked and advertised and announced this match. I'm just not ready yet. I would do it, but the doctors won't let me. They've only ever alluded to it. Like, what's going on? I'm hoping this five-minute rant of mine is just this misguided thing that will all get clarified, and Alvarez was wrong, but... Just the noises coming out of everywhere are concerning. Is there any way, I sort of broached this in the office and you were not less pleased when I said it, is there any way Danielson says, I can't do the match, but the fans deserve a replacement? I don't know who that replacement would be. I said Wheelie Ewer, completely forgetting he's already in a match at uh, Forbidden Door. I don't know. I, 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 would, I wouldn't even dare to, to suggest who could step into Brian Danielson's boots against Zack Sabre Jr. Could that be a solution, though? Well, it's something that might do. I wouldn't advise it particularly because people, it would just be... Ah, here's a lesser version of something you weren't even promised. It just makes no sense to me. I'm really hoping that this report overnight on Observer Live or Observer Radio or whatever it was is just wildly misinformed. Mm. It's just the oddest thing. It is the oddest thing. Uh, And in terms of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship... uh, God knows. Jay White came out last week and said, I'll be defending it on the pay-per-view, but it won't be against you, Hangman Page, or you, Adam Cole. And we were like, okay, but who, though? Hopefully that's going to be addressed tonight. It will be. It will be. They've already announced um, that it's going to be Forbidden Door. It's going to be screened in select theatres in the state. And it says, J.Y. versus question mark. Now, this might be J.Y. versus question mark versus question mark versus question mark. But it's, it's not up to J.Y. <laughs> it's yes. not Teddy Long, is he? He's J.Y. And he should... I hate how it feels like it's up to him. Mm. I hate how he's basically wrote off page and Cole is not worthy, especially when 
they haven't been booked as like massive stars of late because one's just lost a title and the other one's been injured. I know he's won the Owen, but really it was a bit of a bust, wasn't it, if we're being completely frank on that matter. Um, a card. Why did they have Adam Page say, yes. I want Kazuchika Ricarda? Huge, Bleb. Only to then add Adam Cole into the mix and then JY into the mix and make you think it's going to be a four-way, it's going to be a three-way. Now they're saying a quarter might not even be there. Like, don't fucking mention yeah. the thing that people really want and then give them something else. It is the literal opposite of what any wrestling promoter should do. The more I think about this, the more I talk through it, the more I'm genuinely ready to use the word disaster for this AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door build. Oh, I, and I understand Punk got injured. Danielson might be injured. A Carter status might be up in the air because of his wife being pregnant or something. Um, they were going to do in a trios match before Moxley was doing interim champion stuff. I'm convinced that he was going to be in Newton's place and it's going to be Mox and Kingston and Shota Umino, which would have been the coolest thing oh. ever. So they did have great plans, right? Sometimes it's hard to make something happen within a heavily politicized conversation that's as good as the original plans because at least two of them were mint. At least three of them. Danielson Sabre Jr., yes. Punk Tanahashi, yes. Moxie teaming with Shooter. Like, what incredible fan service that is. So I, they are not completely to blame, but when you've got that stack the roster yeah. versus that stack the roster, you've got to do a better backup plan than this. If you had to guess, who's Jay White going to face at the paint? <sighs> Don't know. <laughs> People I'm convinced at this point are trying to manifest Kenny Omega yes. into this match. I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking it. Just to, before you get excited, Super J cast are very well connected, very good podcast. They've said, and they've already said themselves, look, these sources aren't ones we primarily trust. We think there's a little bit of dot connection, wish fulfillment, whatever. But people are talking, whether out there or so otherwise, they are still talking about Kenny Omega. I can't see it happening. Um, kind of fits in with Cole and Paige both feeling lesser than in some way than Omega. So it might work, but I can't see it happening at all. Is, I think uh, they'll do a four-way. I think they'll do another bloody politicized four-way, get more people on the card four-way, yeah. and a card uh, coin drop will make me go ballistic. Yes. But then I still think, give us some one-on-one matches, for God's sake. Just be nasty to some people. Be a little bit like, right, okay, you didn't earn your spot on the card. Three one-on-one matches at the moment. Needs more. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy, and of course, Moxley, Tanahashi for the interim AEW. Two of those matches when I said, oh, we're five days away from Forbidden Door, and there's been three singles matches announced. Here are two of them. I'd say, what? (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, and, and I'm torn as well when it comes to, to Omega. It's like, obviously, this thing was arguably made with him in mind, or the initial you know talks began with, well, obviously, you get Omega in there somewhere. And there's, there's a bit of me that wants, like, wants him to be front and center for this something like this. But I also, I'm like, please don't rush back. When I, read, it, yeah. when I read the reports of him, you know, not just injuries, which should be, you know, I've said before, I get a hangnail and think, oof, might not make it into the office today yeah. or whatever. When he's got all these injuries... And vertigo. I don't know if the vertigo's naturally corrected itself. But like getting through, he was working through all that. I want him back to me. And not, not necessarily 100%, but at least 
a high 90% yeah. in him and just rush him back because, oh, bollocks. Because then when you get bring him, you can't bring him back and then be like, okay, now he's going away again for a yeah. bit. Like, that's it. You've Once you've opened that yeah. door, then that's that's it sort of thing. Yeah, apparently the inj- some of the injuries just will never heal to optimum capacity. Look, he's a professional wrestler. We should have a caveat at the start of every single podcast we ever record. We are, to a degree, at certain points in this podcast, relying on the word of a professional wrestler who mm. are inveterate liars by trade. So when he's saying something like, oh, my torn rotator cuff will never properly heal. I can rehab it as best as I can. I will never be 100%. Yes. I'm saying, please try. Please try. I want you to come back looking like you did at Dominion 2018. That's all I ask. It's one of the biggest asks ever. <laughs> but I, 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 am, I, I am asking for it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's look ahead to some of the matches uh, on tonight's card then. Uh, leading to Forbidden Door, of course, that fatal four-way uh, or oh, sorry, four-way match for the inaugural AW All-Atlantic title. Uh, already in it, of course. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Miro, and Pac. One final spot available, and it is a... Malachi Black. It is Malachi Black, yes. Uh, I was going to say a match with a storied history. Uh, storied, but also very long. Like, you watch... I watched the, the, the Road 2 thing at lunch today, and it made me think, oh, what a, you know, what a legacy feud this is. But then I think, well, yeah, almost anything can be a legacy feud if you drag it out for nine months or whatever they've done with this. Yeah. Nevertheless, Penda versus Malachi is going to be tasty. Yeah, it should be absolutely tasty. Nasty head drops, fought at a blistering pace, um, some really cool um, pulls-off stuff as well. Like, they'll do well to lean into the mystique of each character, and you should get a great state-of-the-art demented head drop festival as well. 
Malachi Black is probably going to advance to the match. And you know what? I don't care about the title. I think the title's a terrible idea. I think this title has got literally no chance of being a good thing for AEW in the long term. It both in itself now detracts from the prestige of other titles. However, this match is going to be class. This is Tony Khan doing symphony stuff at his best. He's so good at putting tag teams together, random TV match opponents together. What he's done with this match, if you look at the various components, is he's booked two phenomenal matches, literally for the price of one. Yes. You're going to get this incredibly badass, strong-style hoss fight between Miro and and Ishii, oh. at the same time as you get one of the most high-caliber, super-indie-adjacent-style matches ever between Pac and Malachi Black, at the same time, when people are selling, you get the other match. And then you might get Miro doing something mad, like, remember the Viking Raiders versus um, Ricochet and... It was Black, Alistair Black. In Alistair Black, yeah. where it was like, Viking Raiders were like, right, okay, we can do the flips as well, you know. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you can. They might even do stuff like that. This match has got incredible potential, um, as does the TV match tonight. This is one of few things connected to Forbidden Door that I'm banging to, and ultimately it involves a title that's probably going to be a chronic long-term problem in the future. All I'd say is I don't need any interference or... Not supernatural, because they're not really doing that. They're doing lights off, lights on sort of thing. None of that bollocks here. Just have him kick his head off at the end. Don't need him to miss him. I do. I love a good missed me, but they've done that a lot. And I, you know, I'm, you know, concerned by watching the bollocks that this. As much as I said, I love. It's the opposite of everything else that we talk about with with certain wrestlers. The bell rings, and I go right now. I'm into it. All the bollocks they spout on the road to, for example, I'm like, yeah, okay, skip, 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 skip. Just get to the bit where they're like just twatting each other as hard as they can. I, yeah, so I don't need any shenanigans. I just want two lads trying to take each other's heads off and Malachi Black doing it, doing it successfully at the end. I completely zoned out of everything you've just said because I had a fantasy booking spot on my head, which is the first time I've done a for- Forbidden Door. Here we go. Which is a disgrace. I should be doing it all week like a mark. What if Ishii no sells the mist? Oh my, oh my god, and it's the most badass thing ever, and then he realizes after five seconds of fucking get in, fire up, he can no longer actually, and he, he's so good at that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, match, as much as we, you know, have, have poo-pooed some of this, a match tonight is preposterous. Lance Archer and Chris Jericho on one side of the ring, and on the other, Tanahashi and Moxley. Ahead of them fighting, of Can course. they coexist? Can they coexist? That's the big question. And yet, a Tanahashi match in AEW, yes please. The good thing about John Moxley is that he's the best wrestler on the planet. He's one of the best human beings on the planet. I'm besotted with him. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with him. He is a god among men. If they dare ask him to do anything stupid or anything corny or anything bad, his sense for greatness in pro wrestling is so strong, and he just has got such a personality, such walls. Mm. He will turn around and say, oh, you know. <laughs> That's what made the stadium stampede thing so cool. Yeah. Like, shit. yeah. So if Tony Khan ever asked him to do something rubbish, right, he'll say, no. No. Not doing it. He's a much better idea. And then Tony Khan would say, yep, you're one of my biggest draws. Of course I'll do that. Yeah. The thing is, my uh, recent despondent perspective on AEW <laughs> does not extend anywhere near to them actually doing terrible can they coexist stuff. No. They're going to flirt with it. 
They're going to subvert it in some perfected way. They obviously have to drive tension somehow between Tanner and Moxley and remind people that they're going to wrestle. They are going to do tonight, guaranteed, the best possible version of Can They Coexist, and it's going to be incredible. Mm. I don't like the exposition dump that built this match. I don't like the fact that Tanahashi didn't have the agency of cutting a promo. I didn't like how mid-card soup was just poured over this main event last week. However, oh, yeah. it will feel all worth it when Tanahashi and Moxley do something quite... I don't know what it is. can't even fantasy book what they're no. going to do. Maybe some, like, bracing slaps to the back for the tag. Oh, yeah. So, like, just basic, some stuff like that. But they'll, they'll make some stupid work brilliantly. I've got no doubt about that whatsoever. And an ideal opponent across the ring in, in Chris Jericho in terms of someone who knows what he can give them because of what he's got coming up anyway. Yeah. And the fact they've already won. You know, and the whole Jericho Appreciation Society is, it's not, this isn't, you know, world champion Chris Jericho. Yeah. So uh, I'm more genuinely looking forward to Archer in this match. He's so good at looking like he's killed people. Like, will Moxley and Tanashi even be bothered about the saves? Will mm. they wait a bit and go, actually, it'd be kind of cool if you're a week in the head of the pay-per-view, so eh? I'd also like to see a spot I'm not going to go near Moxie and Tanahashi because I don't want to say something wrong or I can't, like you say, I can't even wrap my brain around it. But I do like the idea of Lance Archer murdering one of them. Chris Jericho, and I'll take it from here. Yeah, The yeah. look on Archer's face is good. It's yeah, gonna I be, love that. I love that, yeah. Like, I'm the, I'm the real star here. It's like, well, look how big he is. Yeah. And then, yeah, if they, you know, even if you do a spot where, yeah, maybe uh, not to besmirch Tanahashi here. I realise my knowledge of him is rather limited. But, Archer does something huge to Tanahashi, lays him out, Chris Jericho. I'll take it from here. Lance Archer, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Jericho, I'm Chris Jericho. I'm, I'm a wizard, baby, or whatever. I don't know why he turned into Dusty Rose there. <laughs> I'm a wizard, baby. Um, I'm a wizard. I'll take it from here. And in the time that's happened, John Mox has come up behind him. Yeah. There's your, there's your visual of just like, oh, no. And then, yeah. The reason why they're called the Blackpool Combat Club is to kick the crap out of him, basically. Uh, who wins? Moxley and Tanahashi, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Greatly. Um, right, then we've also got United, well, a version of United Empire, Osprey and uh, Aussie, Op- Aussie Open versus Rapongi Vice and Orange Cassidy, ahead, of course, of uh, what is it, the IWGP US title being defended by Osprey? Yes, yes. Against, against Orange Cassidy uh, at Forbidden Door. Yeah, like, keep the Osprey... Casty stuff to an absolute minimum. Again, these... Are, I don't want to think badly of AEW. About six, seven months ago, I'd be thinking, oh, man, yeah, <laughs> they are going to tease the living hell out of it and make not give away their best stuff and do stuff that will inform the brilliance and will subvert spots that they do tonight and everything will be great. Of course they will do this, but the part of my brain that has been sort of... Uh, on AEW of late, does not drive me in an impassioned way to really put this over. It's going to be great. Mm. I think tonight's Dynamite needs to be and probably will be great. And they'll get it right in the end. But I just, I'm in a mood, mate. Mm. I just, I, I, I said this at the time. I just thought it was inexplicable that you beat Aussie Open and, and Osprey on their first match. It's I, all the political stuff that I get is it. attendant with co-promoting a show. And maybe, maybe I'll even look back and allow it if, for God's sake, one of Rapongi buys has to take the pinfall here, doesn't he? Yes, but then again, it might just go purely 50 50 because Osprey's clearly going over Cassidy. Right? Maybe. Clearly, I think it's clear. So maybe Cassidy beats one of Aussie Open. 
Mm. And then it, I would like to see Mark Davis get the the, the custody kicks. I feel like he's the yeah, best best yeah, visual. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've yeah. had the Osprey bit, and you're going to get the Osprey bit on Sunday. So, and also having worked with them in WCPW, and uh, no, this is no besmirching them. They were lovely guys. Mouthy though, mouthy in the ring. I mean, I'm yeah. like Mark, God, whatever. Like he does it to Mark, and maybe Carl Fletcher can shout from the apron, like "What the bloody hell's it?" Something along those lines. I'd pin Trent for all I care. To be honest, <laughs> I just, I just thought, well, why did he get the pin for in the first place? And then you can say, oh, well, there you go, they've got the win back. It'll be fun, this, but it should only go one way, and it should, like you say. Bigger picture stuff here. It doesn't need to go that long. Just give me a glimpse of what I'm going to get. We've already had a it's slight glance at it. certainly going to be Aussie Open because Rapongi Vice, Osprey, and... Oh, Rapongi Vice are on the show, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so they're not, oh, they're f- not taking the fall. It's one of Aussie Open. Yeah, you're right. And that's probably why they... forgot they were in a, that all the titles three-way tag thing. Yeah. God. Oh, yeah, there were other bits of United Empire. Greg Khan and, and Jeff Cobb. So, yeah, probably Aussie Open. I got that prediction completely wrong because I didn't look at the card there. Uh, right, Tony Storm, Marina Shafir, warm-up fight for Tony uh, for Tony Storm uh, ahead of her title match on Sunday. Well, I really had a chance to talk to you about the whole Marina Shafir, Thunder Rosa thing. It's nice that they all got sort of resolved, I think is the best, my, my uh, take on the end of it all. Because there were some people saying that, uh, that they were on, you know, just on completely different pages. Some people were saying Thunder Rosa sandbagged yeah, her. She did. she did. But it shows at least... I, trying to pick something good out of this whole situation, at least I'm just glad that they've been like, right, we'll get Marine Shafir back on telly and get her in there against Tony Storm as a warm-up fight for the for the title match, I suppose. Yeah. Look, there's um, Shafir's done some promising stuff on Dark, right? And I think there's been an addition. I think this is like kind of a make good. Tony Khan's like quite a nice guy. I think he's thought, right, okay, here's your chance. You're going to lose, obviously, because Storm... Yes. And they're gonna do she's gonna stare at Thunder Rosa's friggin' title after this. Again. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what's clearly gonna happen here. So I feel like Tony Storm could have beaten virtually anyone outside of the four or five really protected names of the women's division. I think Shafir has been chosen specifically because they realized, right, okay, you weren't given much out um mm. last time you were in the ring. So here's a nice little make good. There is still a shred of hope that what Shafia did on Dark. And she was all right against Jay Cargill, actually. But I'm sick of seeing all right in this women's division. Like, oh, uh, it's, it's watching it through the NXT 2.0 lens. Mm. Sick of watching it like a coach. I'm just watching it like, as a fan who watches a good wrestling match. Um, Shafia, this will I'll sell my stock in Shafia if this isn't good, basically. I already kind of have. Uh, I don't think she's anywhere near ready yet. I don't know how you correct that. Maybe she can do an excursion overseas in Japan. Um, but... Storm wins, yeah. the quality of the match, I've got very little expectations for, and I'll sell the stock in Shafir and petition for her to go on an excursion if this isn't decent. Sorry to put you on the spot here. No, no, I don't care. Uh, whereabouts in the show do you think this match will go? Um, I think one hour, <laughs> 30 minutes. We time it, we should get home. 92 minutes into the show. Yeah, so it'll be like between the one hour, 35 and 40 mark. No, no, the one hour, 25 and 30, they'll start making the entrances. And then you'll think, has Jericho really go? Oh, that's the thing. How long does Jericho want to go on a tag? The fact that he's in a tag means he can rely on Archer. Should we, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I've just thought of a brand new frigging game we can play. What's that? Can you remember? Did you ever watch 24? 
vague. Yes, I feel like I watched. I guarantee I watched the f- whole of the first season, but I, and I remember watching other mm-hmm. bits. But we were obsessed with watching Twenty Four on the first year of uni. It was the best because I pretty much all the courses had finished. It was just a lot of free time <laughs> on our hands. So we'd sit, take away Twenty Four, and we went partying. Mm-hmm. Right, and the the lamest but the coolest and the most suspenseful game ever was when they were so clever to keep the yeah. what time it was on the DVD because they knew that people would, when they returned from break, people would play the game of what's the time going to be? It was, <laughs> it was never a clean three minutes. I think when they made it, right? Because it doesn't really, the, the gimmick, the time, it's like the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so it's, it's actually in real time. But I thought if we do three minutes every time, one, it's boring. And I think they realized people like to play the game. Yeah. So if it's like, 14 minutes, 32, right, go to break. Like, 17, 12, 17, 12. <laughs> and if it was like 17, 30, you go, oh, my God damn it. And if you got it right, huge bap. Yeah. Why don't we start playing? Right. What? It's obviously, how about one? It's not going to be the first. It's not going to be like 0, 30, yeah. 12. It's always going to be one. Guess the hour, minute, and second of the first entrance in the token okay. one woman's match. Okay, yeah, I see what you're doing now. You, you're working back. So I assume you're thinking the main event is obviously Jericho and, and Archer and Moxley and Tanahashi. So we'll go off the fight feed, because I was watching it on delay. Yeah, and it's yeah, got yeah. So I'm going to go. Get the phone out. The oh, phone. I love this. New game just dropped. New Hang game. on. Don't really get to do this often on the Dynamite preview. There we go. Universal symbol that the new game just dropped. Um... So you you reckon quickly as you just set this up, Malachi Black Penta opens maybe. You open with that mad hard hitting bastards hitting each other, giving plenty of time. Yes, but I don't even think they're considered that over in AEW. So I put I reckon the Cassidy Trios could be one. Maybe. So I'm gonna go with one hour. Twenty nine minutes. Ooh, okay. And. 34 seconds. First entrance hits. The first time you hear, wow, the Tony Storm thing. Yeah. 129, you say. Well, te- by the way, um, Hamlet is back tomorrow. We'll text him and get a time off him as well. Um, I think it's going to be earlier. Just because I think you've got potentially four other, four entrances for the main event. Like, mm. Tan- I mean, it's cool. it would be cool to see Tanahashi walking through the crowd with Moxley. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm working backwards with that, and I think they're going to give him an easy. This is Jericho on telly. Yeah. And he's already done one last week. I'm not influencing. Yeah. This, I'll go early. I'm going to go one twenty four. Yeah, one twenty four. How many seconds do you go? Thirty four. One twenty four. Forty two because it's like nearly like four twenty. Was well, it one twenty four forty two? I said there. Yeah. yeah. So so Hamlet's probably going to say like one twenty six, and then just to piss us both off. He's not that kind of guy, is he? He's not. He's not uh, spiteful enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Uh, but yeah, Tony Storm beats the Marina Shafir just to wrap that bit up. Easy, straightforward. Sets up the match with uh, with uh, Thunder Rosa and stares at the belt afterwards. Uh, right. Let's. We haven't even got time to talk about what on earth is going on with Sting next. We'll just look forward to that um, after his return, of course. On Rampage, on baby. Rampage, baby. If you want to know our thoughts on that, check out the Rampage review from Monday. But we have to talk about 
Christian Cage's betrayal, who, I'm trying to work out how to say this exactly, whose mum raised a piece of shit, basically. <laughs> the thing yes. that trended everywhere. Christian Cage betrays Jungle Boy at the end of last week's show, hit him with the unprettier, um, what are we calling it Kill now? switch. Kill switch. We don't, we, we don't get, we can say trademark properly, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Hit him with that. Uh, draped his jacket over him, slagged off his mom and his sister. Um, and this is the moment we've been looking forward to. I think they we said this, this was perfect. I mean, we haven't got time to talk about the Young Bucks and what they're going to be yeah. doing now. Now they're obviously tag champs, but he's going to address it. Another uh, talking segment tonight, but but one that is I'm very excited about. I would have said something to the effect of, you're going to have to wait a week. Don't deserve an explanation yet. Summick, because understand that normal business has to resume because if you just do two hours of Forbidden Door, then again, they're doing hooks at Forbidden Door for Blood and Guts, so it just feels like... I was going to say, I, I didn't realise until you said it that this is the go-home show, not just for Forbidden Door, but also for next week's Blood and Guts Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely, so I would have delayed this a week or two. I don't know what he's going to say, but it just feels like it's so harsh. This was well over a year in the making. Um, and it got overshadowed by the Vince sex scandal and Sasha Banks getting released in that wild Wednesday. Mm. So already been overshadowed once, now it's going to get overshadowed by Forbidden Door build stuff. If they deliver the dream matches people want, mm. that's what they're going to be talking about. This has been a year in the making. I would try and do something. So I don't know what he's going to say. Um, he's probably just going to say something like, you're a piece of shit, and um, explain his actions. Yes. But I would, have, I would have waited a week or two. There is a definitely a story to be told here. Like we've said, we've said before, there's there's been you know, numerous looks and moments where, and he, the best, this is the beauty. We always say this when it comes to heels doing dastardly things. You don't need to necessarily sympathize or empathize with them, but you need to at least see slightly where they're coming from. Yeah. And to a certain extent, I'm a sadistic bastard, but to a certain extent, he's, Backed him. He's, he's held that humble point. That he's held that with him ever since Jungle Boy eliminated him from that battle royal. But he's backed him, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna, you know, pressure makes diamonds. All that." Jungle Boy's failed him. Yeah, it's on failed. more than one occasion, arguably. On more than so one th- there is a justification there. But yeah, the one thing I'll say, just to reiterate what you said, as we wrap this up, and I, I, don't take this the wrong way, just don't Christopher Daniels him. Don't. Well, there we go. Uh, Christian Cage said he uh, was always planned to kill Jungle Boy. Anyway, uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah give, him, give him a bit, a bit of time here. And uh, and also give him plenty of time to to soak in the inevitable deafening booze. Because they, they pitched this perfectly. Yeah, it just the timing's a bit weird. Exactly. Everything in AEW is so weird. Exactly. Hopefully we'll be uh, singing the praises of this show tomorrow. Let us know your thoughts ahead of it and ahead of Forbidden Door, of course, uh, which we will be doing a live stream for, I should point out, on Sunday on our YouTube channel. So do join us for that one. And speaking of big shows, I keep meaning to forget, keep forget, forgetting to mention this uh, on the pod. Clash of the Castle going down, of course, uh, that first weekend in September the WWE show at the Principality Stadium. And I can confirm that our Clash Near the Castle show with all mad live bollocks and, you know, bloody good quizzes and 
just all this stuff you can expect from us as always. And Simon Miller will be there. Tickets for that go on sale Friday at midday UK time. I'll give you more information as and when we get it in the coming days. But I thought I'd just remind you of that. But yeah, like I said, no, let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, and get Sidgwick's brilliant book, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, on Amazon right now. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling to get daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.